Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow B2B writers and copywriters. Hope you had a great week with your business. This week, I want to talk about a type of project, a type of opportunity for B2B writers and copywriters that's particularly hot right now, and that is the website makeover. A lot of small businesses, a lot of small companies are looking at their websites or looking for ways to improve them. They're either creating an entirely new website or they're doing a complete website makeover. Sometimes they're using the existing website, but they're updating the copy, updating the content, making some tweaks and improvements here and there. It's something that businesses are looking at closely a lot, especially in the last couple of years. I've gotten more requests over the past two years to work on a client's website than just with any other type of project. So it's booming right now. And there's a lot of reasons for this. The obvious reason is that small businesses, small companies, uh, they want to get better results with their websites. They want to get more leads. They want to get more sales. They want to get more inquiries. They want to become better known to their target markets. That's obvious. But another reason is that websites are becoming more crucial and also more competitive. Uh, Companies are looking at their competitors' websites and going, wow, look what they're doing. We want to at least keep up, if not do better than them. (laughs) And there's also a movement to responsive websites, websites that need to look good on smartphones and tablets as well as a desktop. And I can go on and on with the list of reasons why small companies are uh, looking at their websites and looking for ways to improve them and, and, and updating their websites. But the reality is, it's just happening. It's just booming right now. And it represents a great opportunity for us copywriters and content writers because copy and content plays such a crucial role in the effectiveness of a website. In fact, when companies contact me to do a website makeover, yes, they may have contacted a designer or design firm, but they are definitely interested in better content, in better copy. Okay, so with that in mind, I wanted to talk today about website makeovers. And to do that, I have a very special guest who has probably done more of these makeovers than I have over recent years, and that is Charlotte Hicks. Now, you may know Charlotte Hicks. She is actually the managing editor of B2B Writing Success. She's the uh, managing editor and publisher of this blog. But she is also an accomplished marketing strategist and copywriter. Uh, Her her website, uh, Green Flash Marketing, specializes in working with businesses, provides marketing strategy, provides copy and content services, And she helps businesses uh, make more money with fresh ideas, compelling copy, and real results. So I wanted to get an opportunity to interview uh, Charlotte and pick her brain on doing website makeovers for small businesses. So with that in mind, here is Charlotte Hicks. Let's see what she has to say about this opportunity. Welcome, Charlotte Hicks, to the B2B Writing Success Podcast. Thank you, Steve. Very happy to be here with you. Now, of course, you're no stranger to the uh, podcast audience. You are the managing editor of B2B Writing Success, 
you're you're very involved in this this podcast. But uh, what many listeners already know, but some may not know, is that you are also a very successful copywriter and consultant. And with that in mind, uh, I wanted to have a conversation with you on a type of project that you do fairly often that you have some insights into that might be helpful to our audience. And that is website makeovers for small business. Now, before we get started, could you define for us exactly what is a website makeover from a writer's perspective? Well, it's a perfect topic for right now because there is a huge demand for this and there's a lot of interest in updating websites. Uh, So very, very timely topic to talk about. But a makeover could really range anywhere from just updating the copy on a website. And certainly writers are completely involved in that and they're key to that portion of the process. But also many times companies are looking to completely revamp what their website does and how it interacts with their prospects and customers. So it can be a very, very large project as well. So anything from simply rewriting copy on one page to helping that company and acting as a consultant to really look at how that web page fits in with their overall marketing strategy. So it can be a very, very large project as well. So it can range from simply write as directed. We need a homepage rewritten. We need a a service page or product page rewritten and so forth. Or on the other end of the spectrum, it could also involve a lot of advice and consulting and strategizing on your part. They may need your help with, uh, you know, figuring out uh, how to put together this, the, uh, the page and where it all fits in the marketing strategy and things of that nature. Uh, why is there such a, like I've noticed an increase in small businesses, especially wanting to uh, make over or redo or up, update their, their websites. Uh, what do you think is driving that trend? Well, I think there's several things. Number one is we've had a large shift, a pretty significant shift in the way the public expects a website to look. We went through that phase where they just expect you to have one and then they expect you to have an interactive website, but design, it wasn't design heavy. And now uh, companies are really realizing that the consumer, even B2B consumers expect a designer heavy website in a more, um, robust website that can really help them get the information they need. It's, it's almost like a shop front now for them. So perhaps where someone else in the past, it might've been a physical store or um, industrial manufacturer that they went to, or they were looking at a brochure and that was the primary shop front forward facing um, thing for the clients. So much now it's the websites, um, you know, the updated graphics and design, there's much more emphasis on video that's having a much larger um, impact with um, the consumers and websites. So companies are adding a lot of, of video to their websites. And then also the changes because of GDPR and the EU. So there are some things that they've naturally got to change because of that. And then they start looking at what they need to add for GDPR. And they're like, you know, we really need to refresh this website, period. So sometimes it's a smaller thing they look at and they realize that really we need to take this more seriously and, and, and make this really wow our prospects and wow our customers when they're interacting with us on our website. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I've been in this business long enough to remember when it was a novelty for a company to have a website. Right. <laughs> and when they launched one, they actually issued a press release saying, hoo-hoo, we have a website. 
Um, but now it's, it's, it's a necessary ingredient to just put any business. And I think increasingly, uh, just as you're, as you're alluding to, Charlotte, increasingly uh, uh, the website is the business. Uh, even though they have, may have a storefront or it might be a, uh, uh, an accounting firm and, you know, their website really is the grand central station of their business, of their marketing especially. And uh, what I've been finding with small businesses is, in addition to what you've just said, is um, that they want better results from their website. So they're always looking for ways to get more leads, to uh, communicate their brand more effectively and things of that nature. They want more results. But I'm also seeing, and I'm just interested if you, if you agree, agree with me, with really small businesses, especially professional businesses, professional service providers, I'm noticing a lot of them are, are, are rebranding. They're not really happy with their current message as communicated on their website. And they're looking to refresh their message or create a, a stronger brand message. Do you, do you see any of that? Oh, I see a lot of that. And uh, they realize that particularly in the past, perhaps their websites have not have lacked a brand at all. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, one of the, the uh, niches that I work in is insurance. And, you know, the joke is, is you can take almost every insurance agency website in a town and cover up the name and you can't tell which one is which because they all look the same. So a lot of these, they're small business people. So a lot of them now are saying we need a, a website that really reflects the culture of who we are and our personality and is a distinctive brand for us instead of just being informative that we sell homeowners insurance and, you know, corporate, uh, property insurance and things like that. So right. I, I completely agree with you there. I, I absolutely see quite a bit of that. Now, what is involved uh, in, a, in a website makeover project? Can you walk us through from beginning to end from uh, just touching on when you first get the call, get the gig to kind of the steps involved? Sure. And again, you know, it, it, what matters with the project is whether you're just fixing part of a, um, a website or whether you're doing a complete overhaul. Well, let, um, let's and, create a scenario here, Charlotte. Let's okay. say uh, someone's, let's say an accounting firm uh, that okay. does Great. work for businesses has contacted you. We mm-hmm. don't like our website. We want it rewritten. And we also want your advice on how to generate more leads from the website. So there's a little bit of consulting there as well. And let's assume they have a design firm already hired, but they know that the copy and messaging is going to be important. So how would the project proceed from there? Well, first you you would start with them, you know, contacting you obviously and say, this is what we want. You'd have a conversation. Um, I tend to work with companies where I really try to look at, um, I either do their entire marketing process and look at the website as one piece of that marketing process to make it fit in. But I do have also projects sometimes where, for example, I'm just looking at the website. And so it would, you would start with saying, let's look at what you have. Let's look at where you want to go. What's your goal for the website? And really having that conversation with them. What do you want? You mentioned getting leads. Okay. So getting leads is an important part of this website redesign that we need to consider. Um, you know, as you mentioned earlier, maybe they want to refresh their brand. You know, okay, do you have a graphic designer who is working with your logo? You know, and I, I might in some cases work with that. Um, graphic designer and their their branding expert to say to help them communicate what their um, their desire is for their their branding to reflect and then um, would work on the actual layout of the pages what's the flow how does this work to make your 
uh, to meet the needs of your prospects and your customers. How can they get the information they need? We want to make sure that's there. And then the next level detail would be to actually go through and write the copy for each page, help them select the images that reinforce the branding and the copy that you're writing, and um, working hand in hand, of course, with the web design firm. And you know, there may be several iterations before everything is final. Um, sometimes you get things, you know, they see it on the screen like, oh, no, that needs to change. Um, and then, of course, once you get everything in place, you get that final approval from the customer. So it's it's And then you send your bill. <laughs> <laughs> and you get paid. You yes. get paid. Yeah, so uh, it's what are some of the as a team, really. It's not, yeah. it's not taking your piece and just going off in the corner and coming back and plugging it in. Yeah, I think you made a very good point there that is that a lot of writers uh, uh, should absorb. And that is that when you're working on a website project, most projects, but I think particularly a website project, is that you really do need to work as a team, a team with your um, client, a team with your client's designer or web design firm, uh, and anybody else that's that's uh, directly involved in, in, the, in the creative part of the, pro of the project. You need to work with the team. One of the things I always do when I get any kind of website project from a client is I always ask who the design firm is. It could be an in-house designer, but often it's an, it's an, uh, an outside design firm. And then I, uh, if I don't know that design firm, I'll contact that design firm and introduce myself to them and just have a kind of a chat, kind of getting acquainted chat or discussion with them. And I find that really, really helps the working relationship. Uh, with with the uh, on, on on the website project, it just smooths things out because now we kind of know each other, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it makes working as a team that much better. Because just like you mentioned, Charlotte, I think a big mistake some writers make is they, you know, they get the project and they kind of go off by themselves and 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 write. And you do write alone, um, but they don't really collaborate that much with other team members. And I think that can lead to some some issues. Um, and speaking of that, Charlotte, what what are what are a couple of the the most common challenges of uh, writing or rewriting a, a website for a client this, for this type of project? <laughs> well, you just mentioned one of them, which is working for working with the other team members that are involved. Sometimes That's you can right. get a very opinionated design firm. You know, the, the tech side. Sometimes they can get very opinionated. Um, also, sometimes the client can can have some very strong beliefs of what should be there, and they could be dead wrong. And it's um, as with any copywriting project, there is a skill to talking with your client and working with them and helping them understand the concept that you're trying to implement for them and why it is an advantage for them to take your advice and to listen to the expertise and the knowledge that you have. And you can't just ram it down their throat. You can't just say, look, I'm right and you're wrong because I know better. <laughs> you know, you've got to, as you mentioned, work cooperatively, work, you know, help collaborate and, and, and create that atmosphere where you can have different ideas and talk through them um, without um, becoming antagonistic. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, that's certainly a challenge. Another challenge is sometimes clients just absolutely have no idea what they want. And they just say, I know this isn't working but I need something that works. And so when you have a situation like that, it really is incumbent on you to then take that lead and help you know, ask those questions and figure out what would work in their business. Look at their other marketing. 
and figure out what would be congruent with their other marketing to create a website that will give them the result that they're looking for. They may know what their goal is, but they may not know how to get there. And that's what they're relying on you to help them figure out. Um, and then as much as possible, um, sometimes visual examples can help you bridge that gap when um, you know what you're thinking about, but the client really doesn't understand. And you might be getting pushback only because they don't understand what you're saying. So sometimes a visual example um, can be very, very helpful. Yeah, well, that, that, that's great advice. Um, you know, you, you touched on something um, earlier, and that is uh, working with the web design firm or the design firm, collaborating them, being cooperative with them, working as a team. Uh, do you ever get um, asked by a client to recommend a web designer? Like sometimes uh, companies want a website makeover and they haven't chosen a web designer yet, so they may ask you. How do you handle that situation? Um, absolutely. And I do keep a list of some designers that do particularly well in that particular niche. Like, for example, I know a couple of web designers that specialize writing um, web pages or doing web design for insurance agencies. I know some that are specialized in CPAs and um, attorneys or financial planners. And so, um, of course, you know, when you get into the financial planners and some of the others, you've got legal issues. So having a design firm that understands the legal issues of that particular niche is extremely helpful. So I do keep um, a list of some design firms that can help. You know, there was a day when your design firm had to be, your web design firm had to be local or was almost always local. But now, honestly, they can work anywhere. Um, I could have a design firm that's in Idaho doing work for a client in Florida. And, I, you know, and I'm in North Carolina and it's not a problem at all. So great. Um, let's talk about pricing and without giving away any of your, your, uh, trade secrets as a copywriter. Um, how do you, how do you price these types of projects? Uh, they're very, they can be very complex projects. And I can imagine, and I know from my own experience that the, uh, the opportunities for scope creep are high. <laughs> So true. Uh, how do you approach pricing it? And, and what are some of the typical price range for, let's say, an experienced professional copywriter? Well, again, you know, it depends on the size of the project, the scope of it, the size of the business that you're working with. Um, I know AWAI every year publishes the state of the industry report. It gives you some ranges. And, and I, would, I would say the ranges that they publish are, are pretty accurate. Um, for example, if you're doing a site assessment, just going in and looking at what's there, what changes would you need to make, you know, $1,500 to $3,000, a homepage, about the same range. Um, other pages, depending on what they do, maybe $500 to $1,500, a sales page that's, you know, for example, one of the things I do is, is landing pages for a sales um, product for a lot of information marketers. Um, $5,000, honestly, you know, on up to maybe fifteen, depending on the, the price point of what they're selling and the size of the site um, for an overall saying, I'm going to be a project manager and look at everything. Um, again, that could have a wide range depending on how much work it's being done anywhere. I'd say 1500 to $10,000, depending on the size of the site. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those, those, those are reasonable ranges. Those are the kind of ranges that I'm seeing in, in uh, uh, among the copywriters that I, I work with and know as well. So and that those are ranges for, uh, you know, someone who's a 
professional, someone who's, who's been at it for a little while, like an experience like yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a question. How, how can copywriters um, position themselves or, and or promote themselves to, get, to attract more of this type of work? Besides the obvious of have a link on your website that says you handle website work, uh, beyond that, is there anything more that a uh, copywriter can do to start attracting this type of work? Well, I'll even back up from, from having the link on your site, and that is have a good website yourself. Um, ah, of course. <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those, it's so obvious when you say that, you're like, well, of course. Um, but it's really true. If you want to put yourself out there as an expert in a certain area, then you should shine in that area. So definitely make sure that your website is attractive. It's easy to use. It's easy for your prospects to um, get in touch with you. It's easy for them to learn what you do. Um, and feature that in your, your samples or your links to work you've done, um, other websites you've worked with. Um, let people know you do website makeovers. Um, for so many times, I remember this that goes back to my days as an insurance agency owner. You would sell them, for example, maybe you'd sell them a, um, a, a policy for their business, a business owner's policy. And then you'd hear that they went and bought uh, group health insurance from another agent. It's like, well, why'd you do that? And they said, well, I didn't know you sold it. You never told me. You know, letting them know that this is something you can do. Publish content about what makes a good website. Do um, this is I, I I love this because I'm so extroverted. Um, and that is do interviews and speaking engagements about websites. Your ro- local Rotary clubs, Qantas clubs, Lions clubs are always looking for decent speakers. Your Chamber of Commerce always looking for good speakers. And websites is something that practically every single business in the community needs to know about. So maybe you have a, you know, work up your keynote speech. It, and generally those are only about 20 to 30 minutes long about um, here are five tips for having a great website, great small business website. Lots of opportunity can come from that. Um, gather, of course, gather testimonials from people you've worked with to say this is a wonderful, you know, copywriter to work with on your website do some case studies from completed projects especially if you can do video case studies it's amazing um, the impact that those will have so a lot of it's just letting people know that you can do it and um, communicating what you do know about websites so people will want to hire you you know one of my favorite uh, marketing consultants marketing coaches is a guy named robert middleton and he often says that uh, the great thing about marketing is that it gets you what you want. So if you want more website makeover projects, market website mm-hmm. makeover projects. It's just using all the tips that you just mentioned, Charlotte. And, and that's the great thing about it. You'll start attracting more if you market it. Um, Charlotte, this, this has been great information. I know it's going to be very helpful to the B2B writers and copywriters out there who are listening. Uh, do you have any uh, final tips to, to leave your fellow writers or copywriters with about this topic? Um, there's a couple of things. Uh, one thing is something not to do mm-hmm. <laughs> because I get a lot of these emails every day on a dead website that I have, which is don't send an email saying, this is what's wrong with your website. I can fix it <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, immediately telling someone that, you know, something's bad about your website isn't the way to, uh, to mm. approach that. You know, a better approach with people is to say, are you happy with the leads your website generates or are you, is your website accomplishing what you want it to do? And then let them judge their website instead of you judging their website. Um, 
Yeah, because yeah, if you have a pimple on your nose, you, you don't want right. people going up to you and saying, hey, you got a pimple on your nose, you, you know. Uh, <laughs> right, right. It, it, just, it just makes, it just puts people on the defensive. And also, uh, and I know the, the type of emails that you get, I get them too. Um, they're really presumptuous because you're, you're, you may be criticizing the very person who wrote the website, right? So mm -hmm. exactly. well, that's the wrong approach. So you're right. The right approach is, you know, are, 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 you, are you happy with the leads you're generating from your website uh, or something like that that gets them thinking about their website, thinking about how to improve it and maybe then becoming motivated to talk to you about those ideas. And I have an, another tip for, yeah. for people that have never done one that want to jump in. Um, if you've never done one and just find one and practice on it, you know, you don't have to, you can say, this is what I would change. This is what I would do. You know, it doesn't have to be a live client to start working those skills and, and making sure you, you, you know what to do when you do have a live client. And then for a, a, a paying client, start local because even very small towns have lots of opportunity. And uh, I would argue that probably the smaller the town is, um, the more, the higher percentage of the small businesses in that town <laughs> need a website help because they don't have the expertise around to help them out. So no matter where you live, no matter what you do, there's, there's somebody that you know, there is in your circle or in your geographic area that certainly needs a website makeover. Well, Charlotte, thank you very much. This has been great and very helpful. Thanks for uh, taking the time. My pleasure, Steve. Okay, that was Charlotte Hicks with some fantastic ideas, very helpful ideas on doing more website makeovers. I can tell you from personal experience, these are fun types of projects, but also they're high-profile projects because if you work on a company's website and if you played a key role in its success, then you're going to be well-known in that company. And when they have other types of projects, you're going to be an obvious source for them because after all, you're the person who wrote the website or wrote part of the website or helped them update the content so well. And you're going to be remembered as a great foot in the door. So take a look at attracting more website makeover projects. So that's it for this week's B2B Writing Success. I hope you found it helpful. And if you have any ideas or suggestions for the show, please let me know. You can reach me at steveslonwhite at gmail. Dot com. I'd be delighted to hear from you. And as a reminder, you can subscribe to this show by going to iTunes. Just do a search for B2B Writing Success. That's B, the number 2B, Writing Success, and click in the subscribe button. You can also find a lot more resources on B2B Writing at B2BWritingSuccess.com. So that's it for this week. I look forward to uh, chatting with you next time. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Slonwhite. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com.